Let's pray. Oh God, our, our desire is a clean heart, we pray, and a renewed and steadfast spirit. In a way that worship seems to create that inside of us, then that's what we pray and desire uh, this morning. For those that are in our sanctuary, for those that are joining us uh, from home, either way, oh God, work your works of grace and mercy inside of us. And we pray this in your name. Amen. So I want to do something a little different this morning, and I know as soon as I say that, it just raised the temperature by, by about five degrees, but uh, just trust me, it's all going to be good. I want you to do a little exercise with me. So if you have a pen or a pencil, if you'll get that out, if not, you can grab one that's uh, maybe in the pews. Um, you can use your bulletin. I want you to write some things down on, on the front. Uh, there's a little place that has sermon notes and uh, and if you don't want to write, that's fine. You can do it just sort of mentally. Um, but I want, you to, I want you to make a list of something. And, and this is what I want us to do. Now, you don't have to show your answers, so there's no worry there. And, but what I want you to do is I want you to write maybe three to five, maybe ten. Uh, you know, give, give a list of ten, as many as you can at least on what do you think a person needs to do in order to have a good, fulfilling, meaningful relationship. Now, you can approach it if you're in a relationship with someone, then, and I want, you to, I want you to answer that from your perspective, which means if you're, if you're a woman, answer it from a woman's perspective. If you're a man, answer it from a man's perspective. What you think you need to do in any relationship, and if you're married, a marital relationship, what must one, a person do in order to have a good, fulfilling, meaningful relationship? And if you're, if you're not in a relationship, that's fine. Just, just imagine that one of your friends at lunch is going to ask you that same question, and then what would you tell them? How would you answer? Now, I should have told Wayne to play us some Jeopardy music. That would have been really nice, you know, so, uh, so uh, I'm not even going to try to hum it. You know, there's only one singer in our family, and it's not me, that's for sure. So. But just as thoughts come, make a list. Uh, what do you think you need to do, at least your portion of that, to have a good, fulfilling, meaningful relationship? And by the way, y'all are doing a great deal better than 9 o'clock. It looks like everybody's participating. So this is fantastic. You know, so. well, now, you can keep writing if you want, but just for the sake of time, uh, I would imagine, because this, if you were to talk to a maybe a counselor, or read different books on relationships. If I had to guess, your list is going to have something similar to what I'm about to read. And, and for most people, on, on their list, there's going to be items that, that deal with spending time with each other, uh, maybe some level of conflict resolution that's always very good in relationships, some idea of showing respect to each other, or, or this idea of continual personal growth. That in a relationship where two people are committed to each other, 
what they're committing is not that they're going to be all things to all people. What they're committing is that they're committed to the relationship and on those things that they can control which is themselves, that they're going to continue to grow, continue to, to mature. And so maybe on your list is this idea of continual growth uh, in a relationship. Probably going to be something that has to do with intimacy, either uh, physical intimacy or emotional uh, intimacy. That, that's probably going to be on the list. You might have something on your list that is about exploring or developing a common interest together, maybe a shared interest fostering spiritual growth. That's another thing that's probably on your list or, 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 or some level of learning or improvement in communication. Forgiveness, that might be on the list. Maybe the idea of learning to forgive each other or, or maybe the idea of looking for or assuming the best about each other. Now, that, it might not be, you know, if, if you have things that are different from this list, this, you know, this is not um, that, that is okay. But most people, at least when it comes to those that excel and, and study relationships, they're, they're going to, on, on a list of 10, some of those are probably going to be on it. And if you don't like that wording, then perhaps they're, uh, you know, maybe you used wording that has to do with vulnerability. Being vulnerable towards each other, often that can create closeness in a relationship. May, maybe on your list might be the idea of praising each other. So you look for those things that are good, and you highlight those things, and you encourage those things. Maybe for some, it's about creating an environment, an environment that feels safe for each other. For another person, it might be sharing thoughts and dreams, being honest. Maybe the idea of affection. Don't criticize. Be respectful. Show support. Now, the good news is your list is your list. But the reason why I wanted you to participate with me, by the way, Brooke, did you get all that? I just want to make sure you're aware of stuff. So, uh, is that for some people, what we think, or at least there's a thought that says all you have to do is just do those things. And if you just do those things, then everything's going to be great. You're going to pass go, collect your $200. I mean, you're, you're going to pass the test. And we have that thought that exists inside of our society. It's all about checking the boxes. You got to pay the rent. You got to check the box. You got to do, do the deeds that are needed. And if you just do those things, then everything is going to be just right as rain. And at first glance, that sounds about right. Because in every relationship, I mean, you do have to do certain things, right? You do have to, you have to have some level of action. But what we also know, and especially if you've been in a relationship longer than six months, that it's not only about checking the box. That what's equally as important is the desire or the heart that is behind the action. That the inside is just as important as the outside, particularly when it comes to relationships. If we want them to be good, fulfilling, and meaningful. Now, some would say, well, Shane, why, you know, why is that the case? Well, for this reason. Because over the long term, a person can't do all the things that are on the list. 
if their desire is not a part of it. It's actually too steep of a hill to climb. Too hard to sustain. Because at some point, it's more than simply checking the box. Now, thank you for playing. I appreciate you sort of engaging this exercise. Because the reason why I wanted you to do this is because this is the core teaching of the book of Galatians. Galatia was a region in Turkey, had a number of churches and churches that Paul uh, visited in, in one of his missionary journeys. And, and so he wrote a letter to be circulated to those churches in, in, in Galatia. And, and the Galatian letter, that's it. But the core teaching, the core idea, theme of the book of Galatians is that there in Galatia, there was a religious philosophy that said all you have to do is check the box. And if you check the box, either check enough boxes or check the right box, then all is going to be okay. And in Paul's day, they had a box. And if you've read the book of Galatians, you know what it is. It's circumcision. And the idea was, yes, we know that Jesus is the Messiah, that God's saving agent in the world, and as wonderful as Jesus is, and belief in Jesus, that, that's just, that's really, you know, that sounds good, but the real box you have to check in Paul's day was circumcision. And if you don't check that box, then you're always going to be wanting when it comes to God. And so Paul countered in his letter that said there's never enough boxes to check. Or, or in fact, said you really can't check all the boxes, but thankfully Jesus did. Because what Paul knew was that when it comes to human nature, people are incredibly consistent over time. That what exists on the inside, that will determine ultimately what happens on the outside. And over the long term, people are consistent. It's not just Paul. I mean, it's the same message that Jesus preached in the Gospels. Matthew chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus was, was teaching and preaching to, to those while he was on the road. And he, said, out, and he said, out of a person's heart, out of one's heart flows what? Flows their words, flows their actions. Why? People are consistent over the long term. Not just in Matthew's gospel, in Luke's gospel. He said, if the heart is good, then the things that flow out of the heart are going to be good. But if the heart is not then neither will it be. Why? Because there's a spiritual principle at work. And that is the inside over the long term determines the outside. And a person's fruit will manifest itself over time all stemming by what's on the inside. Some of you were with us this past Wednesday for our Ash Wednesday service. I really do love Lent 
There, there are two seasons of preparation that exist inside the church's calendar. The first one is Advent. And Advent are, are, are the four Sundays that prepare us for Easter, I mean for, for Christmas, and, and the celebration of incarnation. And so we approach Advent with this little bit of a celebratory nature. Lent is the opposite. Now, we, we want to get to Easter, and for some of us, we jump straight to Easter, and we don't take those 40 days, not counting the Sundays, of where it's, it's inward reflection. Where And this is the thing about Lent that I really love. We willingly enter this time, which means that's our desire, that we want to move into a time of re- reflection into a time of separation for self-examination, maybe even to a time of repentance, a time of prayer, a time of of fasting or self-denial. And we might engage different disciplines for a period of time because that is, we're willingly wanting to do it. Because we want our inside to match our outside. Because we know that just checking the box Over the long term, it's not sustainable, even impossible. But we want to do this. We're willing to do this. We actively actively give ourselves to this so that our desires, our heart, our actions, maybe our hands, they are aligned and seamless. No cracks in the marble. In the passage, Paul used two words to, to, to describe this inward nature. He said, well, there's, there's flesh and there's spirit. It's like your, what controls your impulses, what drives a person. And he said, when a heart is formed by God's Spirit, then their insides change, and so their fruit will then follow. Why? Because people are consistent over the long term. And so if we want our fruit, what we do on the outside to reflect a certain, a certain aspect of our life, then the work is not just out there. The real work is inside. The headwaters of your life. Because we can't get the fruit that we want over the long term if we don't allow God's Spirit to change the inside. There's no difference in human beings between Paul's day and our day. We still are very consistent. The way Jesus said it, out of your heart. That'll control your words. That'll dictate your actions. And for a short while, Yeah, we probably can check a few boxes. But over the long term, don't have the ability. Unless the insides change. 
through, throughout these days of Lent, this time of reflection, inward in nature, allow God's Spirit to change the headwaters of your life. It will not be out here. It'll be in here. But that's where real change comes. Real transformation from the inside out. We still are very consistent that way. So take advantage of the time of Lent. Allow this work of transformation to begin inside of you. Lord, we, we pray this, not just for today. We pray it for the days coming in the future. And whether we're talking about a relationship or just our life in general, it, the, the work of transformation is larger than a relationship. And that's ultimately what we want. And so a way that you're able to break into our life and begin a work of your kingdom, even if it is for the first time for some. For someone else, it might be part of their daily life. Either way, we don't want to stand in opposition to your work. As scary as that is sometimes, oh God. It's easy to live where we seek to control all things. To venture out into the deep waters. We have to be courageous enough to admit our own need. Need for change. We also admit that by ourselves, the change that we desire is not possible. So we rely on you, our rock and our redeemer, to create in us a clean heart and a good and a right, and a renewed, steadfast spirit. All by your hands. And so we pray this again, O oh God. In your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.